السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا وحبيبنا وقرة عيوننا محمد بن عبد الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم أما بعد We begin by praising Allah Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of the worlds, the exalted, the majestic, the absolute, and we ask him to send his choicest of blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, his family members, his companions, and every single individual who treads on the Prophet's path with ikhlas, with sincerity until the end of time. I start today's sermon by reminding myself and then all of you all gathered here to bring in a life of taqwa and that is to instill the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the consciousness of your maker during every single second of your lives and you must do this if you wish to attain victory and success in this world as well as the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the people of taqwa and may He make us from the victorious and successful ones. Ameen. The title for today's sermon is David versus Goliath. A reflection from Maliki Yawmiddin. The land of Palestine, Palestine, my dear brothers and sisters, is soaked with decades of tears blood, pain, loss of lives, and cries for justice. And as most of you must be aware, the escalating violence and the recent hostilities across the past few days have caused much heartache, must, much anguish, with more innocent lives lost and dreams shattered. Amidst the horrific imagery and heartbreaking stories of those enduring those realities, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence is a comforting strength. It is a profound belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is besides them. He stands with them, He supports them, and He navigates them through their struggles. So for us, my dear brothers and sisters, it is crucial for us as well to acknowledge this divine companionship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the divine presence of Allah Azza wa Jal. He our maker, Rabbul Alameen, he describes the fate of the shuhada, of the martyrs in the noble Quran in Surah Al Imran. Yastabishiruna 
that there will be no fear concerning them nor will they grieve these are the glad tidings given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unto those who have been killed in his cause when we witness the oppression the lives lost to violence it is a reminder my dear brothers and sisters that these lives they have transcended to a higher realm angels congratulate them and greet them with glad tidings their transition from the worldly turmoil from the worldly chaos has begun now to eternal peace in jannah eternal peace in paradise so our lens as believers we are believers we do not deny al akhirah we do not deny jannah we do not deny the promise of our maker so our lens should extend beyond the worldly appreciating al-akhirah where those souls are going to find their eternal reward so amidst the, the despair amidst the pain the fallen they find joy and the promise of jannah a soothing truth for them as they face the oppression as they face the onslaught so my dear brothers and sisters as we empathize with the plight of the oppressed let us remember the story of the prophet Dawood David versus Jalut Goliath a story where faith courage and righteousness triumphed over tyranny over fear over zulm over oppression the Palestinian struggle against the odds resonate with this beautiful story with this powerful and ancient story illuminating a path of resilience illuminating a path of hope that we should not give up hope illuminating a path of steadfastness Dawood my dear brothers and sisters he was a shepherd he was a shepherd with unwavering faith and he faced the towering terror of Jalut Goliath armed with nothing but a sling you know a sling armed with nothing but a sling and his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similarly the spirit of resilience shown by the Palestinians against the overwhelming odds is a testament to their unyielding faith and courage as we cast our eyes towards Aradi Palestine towards the lands of Palestine we witness my dear brothers and sisters a real life rendition of this story a real life rendition of this ancient story David versus Goliath the Palestinians akin to Dawood 
face a Goliath, face a Jalut in the form of an oppressive regime. Their slingshots are their unwavering resolve, their unbreakable spirit, and their unyielding hope for justice, for Adil, for justice, and for freedom. Our brothers and sisters in Palestine, despite facing towering walls of oppression, they continue to pick up their metaphorical slingshots every day, fortified by faith, fortified by Iman, fortified by tawakkul, and a burning desire for justice. Their struggle reminds us of the same spirit, of the strong spirit of Dawood and calls upon each and every one of us. My dear brothers and sisters, we will definitely be, definitely be questioned as to how we reacted, as to how we drew lessons from what's happening. So this story and the rendition of the story calls upon each and every one of us to bear the mantle of truth, the mantle of justice, the mantle of humanity. Have we become numb where we no longer feel? Have we become so cold-hearted and hard-hearted where we do not now stand up for justice? Where we turn a blind eye to oppression? Subhanallah. My dear congregation, as we reflect upon these events, the real-life rendition and the story of Dawood I'd also like you to remember and I would call upon you to reflect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Maliki Yawmiddin. Maliki Yawmiddin. The owner of Judgment Day. And this ayah, this ayah, not a single one of us in the crowd can say, oh, I don't remember this ayah. Why? It is nestled in the heart of our daily prayers. A divine mandate to repeat the ayah in every single raka'ah of every single prayer. Surah Al-Fatiha, every single unit, every single prayer, you repeat it. Maliki Yawmiddin, owner of the Day of Judgment. It is a profound declaration and you have to bear in mind that this statement is not just something that we should repeat mechanically, but rather it is a proclamation where we acknowledge that it is an ethical compass guiding our actions and decisions. It reminds us that one day every soul will stand before the Almighty, Maliki Yawmiddin. Every single soul will stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accountable for their deeds. A day when not an iota, not even an atom's weight of injustice will be served. Yes, today, injustice everywhere, oppression everywhere. But on that day, justice will reign. And that is why we proclaim that he is the owner on that day. No bribes, no agendas, no influence, nothing will work. It is Allah's court. He is the king on that day. He is the Rabb on that day. He is the owner on that day. So the hearts of the oppressed find solace in this ayah. And the hearts of the oppressors should tremble 
when they hear of this ayah that we are all going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every deed of ours every action of ours every statement of ours has consequences and we acknowledge this by repeating this ayah every single rak'ah every single unit in every single prayer so this ayah should align our hearts it should align our actions with the divine rhythm of justice and compassion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will meet out on that day. So as we delve into the stories, as we delve into the ayah, and as we delve into the headlines, Maliki Yawmiddin, this statement beckons us, calls us to view the world through a lens of divine justice, through a lens of mercy, through a lens of empathy, through a lens of rahmah, especially when we reflect upon the harrowing trials faced by our brothers and sisters in the conflict zones. Every soul shall taste the fruits of its deeds, a divine promise of justice. This eternal truth, my dear brothers and sisters, should propel us to live by the principles of justice. It should propel us to live by the principles of compassion. It should propel us to live by the principles of love as was preached by our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. My dear brothers, and sisters in Islam, as I come towards the end of the sermon, I call upon you to reflect not just on Maliki Yomiddin, but on the entirety of Surah Al-Fatiha. As you read it, ask yourself this question, why have I been commanded to read this in every single rak'ah? You see the Quran, you need to understand this, you take any other book, The reason why a certain word was used could just be a mere coincidence by the author. For example, he could use a synonym. You know, instead of using a certain word, he could use another word. Now, there's obviously not going to be a divine purpose behind it. But the Quran, not a single letter, not a single word has come about by coincidence. For example, if you take the names of Allah, certain ayat end with the names of Allah. You would have come across this in your reading of the Quran. Right? Now some of us think it sounds nice. It sounds rhymy. But that is not the reason as to why Allah chose those names. There is divine wisdom behind the placement of those names. Perhaps we are not privy to that wisdom. And it calls upon us to reflect more on the Quran. To try and glean those lessons. But there is a divine purpose behind every single word being placed in the Quran. So similarly, my dear brothers and sisters, we've been commanded to read Surah Al-Fatiha every single day so many times. Do you think this is just a coincidence? Do you think this is just a, a ritual, if you will, a mechanical exercise? No. There is divine purpose behind this divine mandate. And for that, you must absorb yourself in the study of each and every one of the seven ayat found in Surah Al-Fatiha. From the isti'adha, from a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, which serves as a spiritual firewall to protect you from the hacking attempts of the cyber criminal shaitan who wants to hack into your spiritual mindset, who is attempting all kinds of hacking attempts 
istiadha a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim is akin to a firewall to protect you from the viruses to protect you from whatever he is trying to install and corrupt your mind basmala bismillahir rahmanir rahim is the interior spiritual programming you have done the firewall and now bismillah is the interior coding it is the interior programming as you say bismillah it instills within you a sense of purpose a sense of mindfulness to transform every action of yours every mundane action of yours into something divine as per the teachings of the prophet as you enter your home you say bismillah as you take a morsel of food towards your mouth you say bismillah as you start your vehicle you say bismillah it transforms your actions into divine acts of worship it instills mindfulness today the talk is about mindfulness because our minds are everywhere we find it very difficult to loop and rope our minds in bismillah brings this in and then every ayah from there onwards my dear brothers and sisters at least in this context malik yawmiddin is what was relevant and that's why i touched on it it is an ethical reset every rak'ah when you read maliki yawmiddin you are ethically resetting you know it's almost like you know you take your devices today when you want to check the qibla you you take your eye pray or whatever it is it, it, it you know these devices are very modern right so there's so many sensors within it gyroscopes and compasses and what not it would prompt you to sometimes do a calibration for those of you who are familiar it will tell you to move it in the eight figure fashion like this to recalibrate the sensors so a device like this needs recalibrating to be able to give you the right direction towards the qibla so similarly our minds our hearts our souls our brains need recalibration why throughout the day hacking attempts of shaitan the traps of the devil he's trying to push you into abyss after abyss canyon after canyon dark pit after dark pit so surah al-fatiha provides this recalibration it provides this spiritual programming for you to recalibrate yourself back to ihdinas sirat al-mustaqim the straight path he wants to push you into different paths and different thinking thinkings different thought processes but this recalibration puts you back on the straight path this is the power behind surah al-fatiha so i conclude by reminding ourselves my dear brothers and sisters let us glean lessons from what is happening let us not lose hope in allah the almighty rabbul alamin his watchful eye looks over everything he is aware of the oppression that takes place but let us not give in let us not become mini oppressors instead let us turn to him let us pray let us make dua let us do whatever we can to the best of our capacities because it is subjective it varies from individual to individual a person having a very high level of influence may be able to do certain things that a person without influence would not be able to do a person with a high net worth with a lot of money can do certain things that a person without money cannot do so it is subjective each and every one of us we have tools we have resources that we need to use the right way to fight injustice to fight oppression if not we become party to it and we will be questioned by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i conclude by praying do say ameen o oh allah ar-rahman ar-rahim the most merciful and the most compassionate we beseech your boundless mercy for our oppressed brothers and sisters in palestine 
He is their suffering, Ya Allah. Mend their wounds, Ya Allah. Replace their fear with hope, Ya Allah. You are the merciful, the answer of prayers. Ya Allah, Rabbul Alameen, we implore your divine intervention to end the oppression faced by the innocent in Palestine. Uproot the seeds of hatred and injustice. Plant the flowers of peace and harmony in the blessed lands, Ya Allah. Ya Muqallib Al-Qulub, guide the hearts of those in power towards justice and compassion, Ya Allah. End the tyranny faced by our brothers and sisters in Palestine, Ya Allah. Envelop them in your protective embrace, Ya Allah. The most loving Al-Wadud, the most kind. Ya Allah, the guardian of our faith, safeguard the sanctity of Masjid Al-Aqsa, the sacred grounds that witness the divine ascension of your beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Preserve its dignity, Ya Allah. Protect its worshippers, Ya Allah. And remove the shackles of oppression that shackle it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we pray for justice to prevail in the land of Palestine. Replace tears of sorrow with tears of joy and the sounds of explosions with the melodious calls of Adhan to prayer echoing through the minarets of a free Palestine, Ya Allah. Ya Rabb, the source of peace, we pray for a dawn where the skies of Palestine will witness the blossoms of peace, not the shadows of oppression, Ya Allah. Grant its people the strength to endure, Ya Allah, and the world the courage to stand for what is right, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we beseech you to hasten the day when the children of Palestine can dream without fear, Ya Allah, so that they can pray without terror, Ya Allah, and so that they can live with freedom that you have bestowed upon all of creation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we pray for a world where love transcends borders and justice is not silenced by the drums of war. Free the land of Palestine from the clutches of oppression and let the rivers of justice flow through its valleys, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the Lord of majesty and bounty, we pray for the day when the call to unity, justice and peace resonates throughout the hearts of all mankind, Ya Allah. And the sun of freedom rises over the blessed lands of Palestine, shining the light of your divine justice upon the world with that we conclude Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun ameen ameen wa akhir da'wayan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen